people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Yeah, nice to have your company on Bushbeat this morning. Rob Luck is with us. Good morning to you, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Steve. How are you this morning? I'm good well. morning to the listeners. Yeah, I know you're going to focus on the Emerald program shortly, and I'm looking forward to hearing all about this young lady who had a real day out there at Emerald for Craig Smith on the weekend. Yes, she certainly did, and uh, we start with an interview that uh, Scotty Power, the voice of the Central Highlands, did with Craig Smith after the first two wins on the program, Steve. Craig, uh, two races down, and Russ Musk winning the first, and then you've got by Concord winning race number two, a great way to start. Yeah, mate, no, they're both young horses, and uh, yeah, going places, hopefully, especially the last one up by Concord, he's, he's very dumb, as you can see, he got well back, he done that his first started rocking, got lost, but once they've got into the rail, you can see him tracking with the race now. Nicely, and um, yeah, I hadn't trolled him or anything, and I thought that was a good win, real good win. The other horse, yeah, he, he just does a bit wrong too, but he um, been improving each time we go to the races, and today was his day, so it was very good. Mate, cool in the, the both the races, I, I was very impressed with the way that Liv didn't panic at all. Both them horses got back in the field, and a thousand metres here at Emerald uh, to come from them sort of spots where they both have, um, and she got beautiful runs on both of them. Yeah, she's a listener, mate. Eh? She, she'll go places. Uh, yeah, most kids would take off from them horses and. Uh, get lost out wide and run out of it stretched her with a be patient if she got back and that's what she done on both of them and uh, yeah no running the trade she'll she's learned the trade we just got to get a bit of a run she gets washed out meetings we don't ride for a couple of weeks but um, a couple of days she's putting a bit in a full kilo claim pretty quickly now yeah she's a real asset to the stable Mate, you've got a lot of work over there at Roma, and I know you're a great supporter of uh, not only country racing, but racing in general. And, mate, you travel the miles, and the yeah. results are there to prove themselves as well. Yeah, we're just going through a little stage like these horses, young horses coming through again. Um, a nice team of two-year-olds, I hope, coming along. They're not far off the racetrack. And, um, yeah, that's what you've got to do, rebuild, and a few older horses we've purchased. So, you know, we just keep taking them where we can place them and get a check for the owners. That's the idea of it. Yeah, Scotty Power, who's going to join us live in a moment. Speaking to Craig Smith, training the first two winners. But the one he spoke very highly of there, Rob, is Art by Concord. What's interesting, we had Rod Lyons on earlier. He's the part owner of Nature Strip. He used to race the sire of this horse under the Louvre, Art by Concord. And, Steve, a very good and interesting time for under the Louvre to produce the winners, as I mentioned last week. Timing is everything when you have the March cutest sale coming up on the 21st and 22nd of March. And, interestingly, both of those winners for Craig. Firstly, by better than ready, uh, Rasmus, uh, out of Love the Bush, which is a homebred horse for Craig. And under the Louvre, they couldn't have timed it any better, could they, with that sale coming uh, up on those dates. And we have Scotty Power with us this morning, um, Steve. Good morning to you, Scott. Hey, good morning, Rob. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, everyone. Scotty, uh, before we go back to uh, the Craig Smith story and Liv O'Donnell, who will be joining us shortly, uh, just interesting out of the Emerald meeting, a couple of things. The meeting uh, pushed forward with timing to avoid the heat, which was great. You were over and done with, I think, by 1 o'clock. But uh, two winners out of the South West kicked off the program and then two more winners out of the Central West with Zukaz and Wicked Wench. Uh, producing the goods, and it was then a bit of a plunge, I think, in the last with Moonshine. I just wrap up those last three races for us, mate. Yeah, like in the um, the John Maguire, the Vale John Maguire Open handicap, that was uh, race number three. Of course, a short price quote there for Arbonichi. Um As we know, Robbie, the, the hot weather, um, big weight, and he's been in for a little while, Arbonichi. But gee, you could see uh, Timmy Brummel on Zuko stalking Arbonichi before the bend, and then he 
he ranged alongside him when they straightened up and, and got the better of Awanichi. But then the stable mate, I want to be a Jeep, he made a bit of a race of it as well and ran into second spot. But congratulations to Boy Foster, uh, Timmy Brummel. He's a great asset to use out there in the Central West too. Uh, Robbie, Timmy, he rides in pretty good form and he's a heavyweight rider, but I think his service is going to be well sought after out that way. Then in race number four, Wicked Wench was uh, another combination to Rick McMahon and Toddy Austin. Uh, they're going to be very, very hard to beat out in your circle as well, mate. Wicked Wench got a good run behind the speed set by Iron Bolt. Uh, was able to peel off its back when they straightened up and was too good for Iron Bolt. Carino, who backed up from Monday, uh, got in for third. But yeah, Iron Bolt, written by Chris McIver for Raymond Williams. And Carino for Tash Chambers and Glenda Bell winding up in third spot. And then the last year, Ash Butler and Jared Willow, they combined with Moonshiner. I think it was a, a put-in, take-out race for it. And uh, I couldn't believe the odds they bet Moonshiner, Robbie. Um, of course, its form was a lot better than what it was in. I think they brought it out for the free race. They, we call it, don't we, the Class B. Uh, still eligible for a Class 1 moonshiner, but was able to, to dictate terms in front, was able to kick away strongly, and he eased it up in the run to the line with um, yeah, uh, a very good win to moonshiner for Ash Butler and Jared Willow in the last, defeating You Bet I Do, Talia Fenlon and Glenda Bell. Watch read over further at the Provincials. And a newcomer uh, to the uh, Central Highlands and Central West region, Kokum, gift for Rick McMahon. And Glenda Bell, I think that horse will now trek out your way out to the Toddy Austin stable, Robbie. But, yeah, no, overall it was a pretty good meeting. Uh, as you said, we started early to finish early, even though it was still pretty warm conditions. And I'm not sure whether all of the horses did agree with it. Um, I know the jockeys uh, were glad to get it underway early and finish early because when I tracked her home uh, around the 3 p.m. mark, I think it was around 43 degrees. And, and by the time I got back home to Bluff, it was about... 41 at the coolest, mate. But, yeah, no, overall a pretty good day. And, yeah, the Central Western horses back on the turf certainly um, can, uh, yeah, turn it around, mate. Yeah, those heat factors and humidity factors coming into play across the board with uh, some racing, of course, uh, with some uh, movement of meetings uh, across the state. The Cairns TAB meeting schedule for today is now transferred to Monday due to high temperatures. And, of course, Ingham from last week is now um, transferred from last Saturday to this Sunday. Uh, but, Scotty, as you said in the interview with uh, Craig Smith, Craig's going really great guns with the stable and these uh, first two wins. Really good to see him get a homebred uh, winner with the better than ready, the Russ must, the first one. But I was really interested in your comments with young uh, Olivia O'Donnell or Liv O'Donnell as she goes by. And uh, we welcome Liv to the show here this morning. Uh, welcome to Bushbeat, Liv. Hey, how you going? Yeah, good, thank hey, you. Good I've morning. got Scotty Power on the line as well uh, there with me. And, uh, uh, Scotty, as you said with Craig, you were really impressed with uh, Liv's performance on that double with uh, the manner of patience on rides and coming from the back of the field. Just take us through those two wins uh, that Liv produced on the weekend there. Yeah, well, like, uh, I just uh, was very impressed Liv, with the way that the, both the horses got back over the 1,000 metre mark. And, and for the short time in the, in the saddle, you were able to read the race perfectly. Um, you know, obtain the runs that you did on both those runners to come from back in the field over the fouls. It's not an easy feat at Emerald because it's only that short run in. But, yeah, gee, both horses responded well. And um, I know the great work ethic that you do have, and Craig's very impressed with that also. And I know you're riding uh, working and trials, etc., in Rockhampton before you, you track down to the Craig Smith stable. Uh, and it's an absolute credit to you, Livingham, and uh, you're, you're riding in great guns. Yes, thank you. Um um, credit to the boss too like he put the horses in for me and he knew that I could you know have a winning chance on them it's just my luck that I get to ride them every day so I knew what I had underneath me and like you were saying they're they're a little bit dumb they you know they've only had a few starts each so when he said when he nominated them saying I had to you know kind of teach them I was you know 
he has a lot more confidence in me than I have in myself, really, because I was like, oh, well, I'm learning too, you know. But, you know, we got to learn together and being at the back of the field really taught me a lot. Key really. word, that Thanks. word you use, live there with confidence, um, not only applies to those horses, uh, young and learning, um, they're going to go forward from the winds, but just how important is it to you as a young jockey, that confidence factor and, and, and manoeuvring like that in a race? It's not as though you're out front re-rolling along or being able to come wide and escape all any issues in the race. How much uh, confidence do, uh, do you gain from those two wins? Oh, lots. Um, I've, I learnt so much on the weekend from coming from the back. I've only had a handful of right 17 starts I think I've only had and they're the ones that have really dropped back for me and the biggest um, thing Craig said, you know, if if they do drop back, don't don't go wide, just you know, just wait, and I had to really be patient. And you can see me on the Art by Concord nearly decide to go wide, but I was like, no, just you know, wait until they span out a bit. And it's surprising sitting back there, being patient. You know, you have to really get on their heels and be in the race still, but they do spread, and you can get your runs, you know, perfectly. And I do think that short straight did suit both of them because they can, you can really run into that corner. It's a nice track nice country track anyway it's not too tight so you know I could really get up on the heels of them and then when they spread I could get my run in easy and they just they really ran I, for me which was good yeah Liv with um Harbour Concord I could tell with um just with uh how Craig was speaking about the horse um you know with you know a lot of upside to him the 1200 meters 1300 meters is going to be more his go um and like for him to settle back like he did and Gee, I, I bet you he felt good that last 100 metres of the race, but you, it really knuckled down and, and uh, grinded it out and, and got to the line nice and strong for you there uh, to get the money. Yeah, I, I think it would definitely get over more ground. And when um, I found the gap for him, I was just, yeah, lucky enough. I knew the horse and what he shows in track work that he would run that really, like, electric home. And he did for me. And, yeah, I was really close on the line with Tash, but... I got there and I was patient not to go wide. So I was glad that the boss told me, you know, my big, he doesn't say many instructions because I'm learning, you know, he doesn't want to burst my brain. But yeah, the one instruction was, you know, don't go wide. You know, you get lost out there and it's the difference between, you know, winning and not winning sometimes. And Liv, Russ Muss, is he a bit of a stable favourite because... He, he's certainly a homebred one for Craig, better than Reddy and love the bush. I think that's very appropriate. Craig Smith's a man that loves the bush. But is he a bit of a stable uh, favourite already? Uh, he is. Um, his daughter, Courtney, actually has shares. So he is a stable favourite and all those homebreds, they're a bit spoiled. So um, they're, they're fun to ride because they're very quiet, but they give you attitude and stuff. But he ran absolutely amazing for me. He got a really bad check at the 800 but he came off it really good and mustered speed off that and found his feet well and I was able to get a run for him. So, and With, uh, with the younger horses coming through, uh, Liv, um, a, lot of, a lot of education uh, going into play there with them. Um, and I guess uh, with yourself and there's uh, some other track work riders uh, down around the Roma area, but uh, that's, that's just, um, you know, when you get them horses to the track, it's... It's great to see and then and actually see them come through and then win their races. Um, we get a lot of satisfaction there from the stable with that. Oh, definitely. Um, I know how much it takes to get a horse to the race, so to win on them, especially for my boss, and 
educate them too. Like I ride these horses every day, like I was saying, so I do know them. But yeah, they've taken a bit time to mature, so I'm glad I could get the win on them for Craig. And Liv, for our listeners, can you take us back to your story, where you've come from, how you ended up race riding? And I know every apprentice, when I ask them the question, you've already half summed up. I think you said 17 rides. You all know how many starts you've had, how many winners so far, and uh, how close to losing the four-kilo apprentice. And just tell our listeners where you've come from in, in the past. Yeah. So, yeah, I've only had 17 starts and four wins. So I've only got one more win to get off my four kilos. But um, it all started, I've been riding horses for as long as I can remember, but I uh, made the move from Theodore to boarding school um, in Rockhampton and I obviously had to move away from my horses. I did a lot of equestrian and showing and things like that, like jumping and um, it wasn't really much into the racehorses. I watched it a lot and I don't really have a family that has had any racehorses or anything, but... Um, I just wanted to get working with horses again because they're my, my love and my passion more than anything. And I just got a job on the ground with Timmy Cook, actually. Um, and I just did his horses in the morning, took them to the track, you know, just looked after them. And from there, I, you know, did that for a while. And then I was talking to Nick Walsh at the track and he said, well, why don't you ride? I can help you ride. And you're a rider, you'll pick it up pretty easy. And well, I went from there and I learned how to ride track work. And then Clint Taylor got hold of me and he absolutely made me into the rider I am today. Like he, um, he's a very good teacher. He's hard, but he's a very good teacher. And yeah, I can vouch for everyone at Rocky. They all taught me something. You learn something from everyone. But yeah, when I started with Clint, I became the little rider I am. And now I'm with Craig. He's a very good boss and a very good teacher he's had a few apprentices so he's just taken me further and further and every time I hop on a horse I learn something different so yeah you couldn't uh, end up with a better master I wouldn't think Liv um, you know Maddie McGilvray Dan McGilvray coming through there and other names in the past um, how essential is it to your your growth as an apprentice to get in the right environment like that um, it was so essential um, I had been riding track work for a while at Rocky and uh, some of those tracks have a bit of a toxic environment so I thought I'd better get out of there and enjoy what I love doing so um, I just fell upon Craig and <laughs> I didn't really give him a choice um, Dan was moving on so it was just perfect the right time that you know he took me on and yeah he's just been the most wonderful boss like he doesn't say too much and he'll never get up you for anything like and when I do make a mistake in a race ride, you, you know, it's all right. He just says, well, you probably should have done this instead of that. But there's no um, getting in trouble or anything. It's just all about learning with him. Yeah, and importance to get that learning curve. Just one quick question to you, Liv. Um, as an apprentice, did you have to go down to Brisbane and work through the trial system all down there? Were you able to access it, that in Rocky? And and if it was a case that that sort of training school was based in Rocky or a Townsville, would it be much easier to attract young people like yourself who've got equestrian horse backgrounds into the jockey ranks? Um, so I did um, do a heap of my trials in Rocky. Um, so it is available to you there. And the educators... Jeff and Shane, they do come to Rocky and um, 
stuff for apprentice school. But when I moved out to Roma, I now have to travel to Brisbane or Toowoomba for apprentice school. And I do go, I did go to a lot of trials in Toowoomba for, to get my trials done for my license. Um, but I think they do need to try and, um, I don't know, put the feelers out more for the, for the equestrian riders because, you know, I never thought I would be able to be a jockey because of my height. But, you know, my equestrian background's given me a lot of insight on, you know, it's completely different riding, but, you know, soft hands come into play and lots of the way the horses move and everything, It you know, they're still horses. It's just different type of riding, so it all connects. Yeah, hopefully we can tap into that area because I noticed in the apprenticeship uh, group in the race magazines about 20 young uh, country apprentices, so it's growing in numbers. Liv, you're, you're obviously riding in great form and, and those two wins will take you a long way and you're getting close to losing that uh, that four kilo uh, claim with the next win. But where where to uh, this weekend for Liv O'Donnell? Um, I'm heading to Wondowan, um this weekend. So I nearly got a full book, hopefully. We just have to wait for the nominations and acceptances, obviously, but um, just missing one in the maiden and then... Um, I think Springshaw the next weekend, so hopefully I can we can keep me riding now. The weather's been a bit of a <laughs> mishap for everyone, but yeah, especially me because I'm just starting out. It's you know you try and get a start, but hopefully those two wins, you know, everyone can watch them and you know I can get some a few more rides on, under my belt now. Well, you're certainly Liv, going Liv, places. You're... And sorry, Scotty. No, no, I'm just gonna um, just just for the short time that Liz's been riding, I know. Um, they're very uh, the, the the impressions you get is is the work ethic that you have and and they're willing to learn and improve. Uh, that's going to take you a long way and and I just take my hat off to you. Uh, keep up the good work and uh, good luck for the future. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. And Liv, I'm just hoping you'll be coming out to Longreach in the Central West as well in your riding career so that we can get the benefit of that. And uh, good luck on the weekend. Congratulations on the double. And when you've got Scotty Power giving you the rap that he has this morning, you're obviously uh, going in the right direction. Uh, congratulations again and thanks for coming on Bushbeat. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate that. And Best of luck, Liv. Day. Thanks. Yeah, Liv O'Donnell joining us. Scotty Just Power wrapping up everywhere. Thanks, Scotty. As uh, I have one other meeting to wrap up, um, Steve, yeah. this morning before Tony McMahon comes yeah. on. Just actually, and, well, we've uh, got Scott. Rob, are you there, Scott? Yes, Steve. I've just got some news. I just spoke to Kevin Hanson when you guys were talking, the trainer of Sweet Dolly, who, of course, led first up in Mackay, and she got tired, but she's pulled up okay, but the heat's been knocking her around. She was a bit distressed after that first up run. So Kevin gave her a week in the paddock and her next run's actually going to be in Brisbane on the 9th of April at Doombin, an open three-year-old. We get to see Sweet Dolly again. So a little bit of news there. Whether Justin rides her, it depends on the weight. Uh, she gets too much weight, he'll consider a claim. But good to see nothing serious. She's got a wrap on her, the fairy tale filly, and she runs in Brisbane next on April 9th. So there you go. That's terrific yeah. news, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for chasing that up. Now, obviously, the jewel out of the equation now and uh, giving her plenty of time uh, after that long break from racing, Steve. And thanks again, Scotty, this morning for uh, coming on. Hey, thanks, boys. It's always a, a pleasure, and uh, good morning, everyone. There's we, Scott uh, 
Steve, we also go to St George meeting and the replay that comes out of there is a very important one because um, we were talking about Arwanichi and Zukas who came through the country stampede. Well, the winner of the country stampede resumed at St George on the weekend and that is VJ Day and a convincing winner in the open plate over the 1,000 metres. Point of the corner, 400 metres to go. VJ Day in front. Partners on its outside and Massini coming out three wide. Purple Cup, the widest runner. Down the straight, VJ Day in front. Partners and Massini after VJ Day. VJ Day in front. Massini coming. I don't think it's quickly enough. VJ Day in front and wins. VJ Day three to Massini. Partners run third, vertical fourth. Close up Phoenix, Hanover Square and Purple Cup not far behind them. He's now won 12 races by Warfront, that horse, Rob. Yeah, he certainly has. He was first up since the Stampede, two from two at the track. And St George, I didn't get to see all the races on uh, on the Bit Racing Australia, but if you're in front there, based on the meeting that he was there last time, VJ Day, you seem to be in the best position. And good to see for Pat Webster and Paulie Hamblin getting the ride there, uh, coming back with that strong win. So we start counting down to the Battle of the Bush uh, for mid-year. And I'm sure VJ Day well underway for that. Just out of that meeting before we go to Tony McMahon, great to see jockeys like Jammer Steel continuing in win, winning form and also for the Mark Patterson stable, a stable that's really building momentum with winners and a smart missile winner for them in Buzzer Beater having its first run for the stable, took the benchmark 60 over Persian King and uh, For Love. And talking about uh, Wandoan on the weekend, we heard Liv mention that particular meeting that comes up, the Wandoan Cup meeting. Uh, Will Loudon uh, with Oakfield Target and Luke Miller on board, the Dundee six-year-old, uh, another one having a first run for the stable, took the win over Not Liable, splashing Rosa or Rosa. Um, and with the six-event program, the other winners there on the day, firstly, Maha Mustang, this Mara Zara, another one with the first run for the stable for the Dale Grove Stable. And out of Toowoomba, Dale in his last 22 runners has had six winners. So a stable going very well. Toddy Banks getting that winner over Gecko, a last start winner, and Jolin Jolin. And uh, Scotty Rogers and John Rudd combined with the Corocio Gelding uh Blackstream defeated Shotgun Socks and Coat of Arms. And Sir Slew for Peter Clark and Gary Gearin, uh, a win in three placings. It's last four, so it's in form. Defeated Zara Gigi and Candy Dawn. Um, but VJ Day, really exciting to see that horse. Boy, he strung together some good wins before the um, the stampede last year, and I'm sure the Battle of the Bush is on the agenda. But, um, Steve, this weekend, of course, we, uh, we have uh, Cairns TAB meetings uh, scheduled uh, transferred to Monday. We've got Thursday, the Townsville Tab meeting, and on Saturday, Rockhampton St. Patrick's Day uh, Club Race Club Tab meeting. Non-tabs at Barcald and Bundaberg, Mirambar, Mount Isa and Wandoan Cup. Ingham transferred from last Saturday to this Sunday, and those noms will be closing off shortly. But uh, we have the very important 2022 Gold Coast March yearling sale coming up on the 21st, 22nd of March. This catalogue's getting plenty of pages turned on in my uh, catalogue here, Steve. But Tony McMahon joins us this morning. Uh, good morning to you, Tony, and uh, you'll be getting pretty excited with this Magic Million sale just around the corner. Yeah, certainly am, Rob, and good morning to you and to Tony and uh, to all your listeners. Another magnificent sale, I believe the biggest on record with 427 entries. Uh, Rob, I've done a little bit of research and I've come up with uh, something which I think is unbelievable and I doubt very much it's ever been printed before in relation to central Queensland horses that have come from the Magic Millions in recent years and uh, what they've done. 
We'll start with, uh, there's four of them, Better Reflection, Paradise Imperial, Master Jamie and Mamsell Corday. Now, these four horses collectively cost uh, $44,000. Now, would you believe, in total, they won $1.57 million. I think that's incredible. Uh, Better Reflection, she won $336,000. She was sold for $20,000 at the Magic Millions Mart sale. And then she was resold as a broodmare for 350000 So that 20000 turned into almost $700,000. Uh, our very own Paradise Imperial, she cost 9000 She won three hundred and seventy-nine. Master Jamie's the best. He's the biggest stake-winning horse trained at Callaghan Park throughout his career as far as stakes go. Now, he cost $10,000, Rob, $10,000, and he's won 641000 uh, March sale graduate. And there's plenty more to come with him. He won a barrier trial here on Monday. And Mamsel Corday, she was bought on one bid for $5,000. She won the Centenary Rocky Cup in $220,000. But to take those stats into, uh, into your mind, it's mind-boggling. They cost $44,000 and they won $1.576 million. But if you throw in the sale for a better reflection, almost $2 million. That's something, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Oh. I can think of a horse came from the March sale, not in Rockhampton, but won $7.3 million. That's exactly cool right, buffering. starting with B. <laughs> it's just incredible. And these are just and the ones from central Queensland. So, uh, you know, it's a fabulous sale. And there's going to be some more bargains. There's going to be some uh, good value. It's a sale that uh, you can buy at the bottom of the market or the top of the market, and uh, you get a wonderful chance of winning. And uh, a lot of country people coming down. There'll be a lot from Rockhampton and central Queensland. And I always remember my very good friend David Chester saying, it's just so important to get crowds of people there that are want to buy because it's the bidders that uh, make the sale. You know, you might put in 10 bids and you still don't get the horse, but by gee, you, you brought the price up. So it's terrific. Magic Millions, of course, we've spoken about it many times. They're providing uh, free accommodation, complimentary accommodation to folk that have bought uh, two yearlings for over $10,000 since 2017. So you get on Debbie Caltabiano for that. You'll be staying at the Star. And uh, Debbie's number is 0401 578 522. So lot to look forward mm. to. Very briefly, if I can, please. Um, yeah, Tony, Rob. just before you go on uh, to those meetings coming up, this meeting, you and I both know, when it started back in 2010, I think it was Q to 600, it took quite a while to build in momentum, and I think the average might have been around 14,000, 15,000 then. But this average has grown, and it's just bumped up more, by the way, with your statistics. Uh, it's grown well into the 30,000s. Uh, it's going to be a strong sale again, but boy, oh boy, if people have finally realised what the value of this sale is, now. Yeah, so right, Robert, if you compare it to um, the big prices they pay in, in January, and rightly so, but the March sale certainly holds its own. It goes from strength to strength. And as I said, just reiterating, uh, you know, horses like Master Jamie, he's won $641,000 and he's still going strong. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it costs 10 grand. Amazing sale. Truly is amazing. And we spoke so many times about the hospitality that Magic Williams provide. They're renowned for it. So I urge everyone, if they're interested in going down, speak to Debbie Caltabiano. 0401-578-522. Tony, you mentioned Better Reflection by Better Than Ready. He's won over $330,000. John Wigginton managed the horse so well and you said sold as a broodmare. I mean, there'll be a heap of Better Than Readies. And Eureka, uh, that's Lindhurst, but Eureka will have a big draft as well, won't they? Oh, for, for sure, Steve. You know, the, the drafts are magic. They're huge, aren't they? That the Better Reflection came from the uh, the first sale of uh, Better Than Ready. This is huge drafts. It's so exciting. I'll never forget the year that Spirit of Booms came through the ring. It was just theatre at its very best. And there's always theatre at the uh, at the Magic Millions March sale. Everyone really has a ball. 
We'll be looking forward to catching up with you down there. But before that, you have some upcoming meetings and one of them's at Murrumbah coming up and one of your favourites at Springshaw. Yeah, I'm busy for a change, Rob, uh, as far as the race calling goes. But uh, Murrumbah on Saturday, it's a, it's a theme of um, a beach theme. And as I alluded to a few weeks ago, I've got a, an outfit organised for the occasion. And uh, I don't think I'll ever see anything like it again when I get out to Murrumbah on Saturday. But it's going to be a great day. Uh, Bianca Volk, the new secretary out there, she's doing a wonderful job. Uh, the track, I believe, is in great condition. It's holding up well. Noms are closing as I speak. So let's hope they get huge nominations. But the Mirabar people, they really turn out for their race meeting and uh, I'm looking forward to going out there. It's been a long, long time since I've been out there. I remember once I, I took a horse out there called Helio. He was the first season of Glacier and he won at Mirabar. But the story behind him was um, I was one of the... Well, I'm not quite sure if I was the underbidder. I've forgotten. I've got, I haven't got a bad memory for these things. But I was bidding on Written Tycoon and, of course, he went on to become an absolute star. I got Helio, and uh, he did win a race at Murrumbah, so that was something. There's always one that got away, Tony, but Springshaw was <laughs> one of your favourites as well. Yeah, <laughs> the beauty. Uh, that's on St. Patrick's Day. That's uh, Saturday week. It's going to be a very big meeting. Springshaw is renowned for probably some of the best uh, trophies in the country. They really, uh, they really shine as far as trophies go. They get a big crowd out there for the St. Pat's Day race day. Love going out there. It's got plenty of atmosphere and uh, plenty of green. And a little bit of trivia here. I read in a column, Ian Mill, the CEO of uh, Rockhampton Jock Club, writes a great column in CQ Today. It's a newspaper that comes out twice up here during the week. And Ian disclosed, uh, I didn't really know about it, but he disclosed that St. Patrick, would you believe, was not born in Ireland. He was actually born in, uh, in England. Oh. So he's a man in Milan, you see uh, there. He does a bit of research too. Mm. You learn something new every week on Bushbeat, Tony. Uh, uh, finally, finally, I can just intercept, please. You're right. Saturday at Rockhampton, it's St. Patrick's Day race meeting there. They're really uh, packing the rafters there. Great uh, nominations came in for the meeting, 67, and lots and lots of people booking. It's going to be a big one at uh, Rockhampton and uh, Callaghan Park next mm. Saturday. Tony, just something that we've spoken about over the past week on, on Racing Actor. We know this new concept, the Archer New Slot Race in May. It's going to coincide with the Gold Coast Turf Club Hollandale Stakes Day as well. We know Apache Chase is a confirmed runner. And at this stage, you think he'd be a pretty a warm favourite to win that race. But there's been uh, talk, and I understand it's it's more than talk, that it may be moved to Sunday as from next year. I just wonder how you feel about that to try and gain maximum exposure instead of having it on a Saturday to clash with the Gold Coast meeting, the Archer. Well, well if that is the case, it would sound like a good idea to me, Steve, I think for the racing industry in a whole. And uh, the Rocky Amateurs are a very progressive and innovative club, so uh, I'm sure they'd take that on board. So... Yeah, it is unfortunate. It clashes with a big race day, and uh, if we've got two separate days, I just think that'll be a, a big positive. It's got really getting a hype about it up here, the, uh, the Rocky Amateurs, and I believe that uh, this is their 150th race meeting too, their anniversary. So it's going to be a special day. Mm. I said to someone the other day, I heard, of, I said that on air that Apache Chase would even at this stage it would be a very, very short price favourite, and someone said maybe not. There's a bit of a whisper of a. Uh, another very good horse heading up that way, but I can't reveal too much at this stage. But the gentleman in question promised me he'd tell me first, so we'll wait and see. Yeah, well, <laughs> some, big, and, uh, some big people in Sydney and uh, far afield have got, uh, have got slots. Um, uh, Max Whitby's got slots. I mean, it's going to get some really good horses. I've got no doubt about that. $400,000, that's big bickies. Yeah. Yeah, going to be a great attraction, uh, Tony, as it is for you to be at Mirambar and at Springshaw. And I take it that means after Springshaw, you and Gene jump on the plane and you uh, head to the March sales on the Sunday, yeah, do you? that's exactly right, Rob. Quite often, uh, well, not quite often, but uh, over the years, Springshaw has clashed with the, the first day of the, uh, the big race down there. 
uh, the uh, quest, what, what do we call it, the big uh, cutest uh, jewel. Cutest and jewel. That's the, yeah, that's the case this year. But, yeah, we'll be on the first plane out of Rockhampton on, uh, on Sunday morning and we'll catch up with the Magic Millions barbecue that afternoon. Yeah, look forward to it on the Sunday afternoon with the Welcome Barbecue and, of course, the sales on Monday uh, and Tuesday, 21, 22 March. And uh, a big thank you again this morning, Tony, for your input to Bushbeat. Thank you very much for having me. And Cheers. if you did buy a written tycoon, I don't think you'd be talking to us right now. You'd probably be in the Bahamas <laughs> somewhere sunning yourself. So <laughs> maybe if I didn't buy, maybe if I did buy a written tycoon, you might not reach the high seat. Oh, what a story! What a story! Yeah. Anyway, the way she goes. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Tony. Uh, okay. Bye bye. Yeah, Tony. Whoa. Uh, Tony McMahon. Gee, that. What about that story? Almost bought written tycoon. Fair income. Uh, one of the best stadiums we've had in in years in Australia. Yeah, yeah anyway. and I think that's one of the beauties of going to yearling sales. You're either underbidder on something that gets away or you were just a couple of seconds too late, Steve. It's, uh, there's, there's stories to tell and yeah. they'll be the same coming out of this smart sale. But as I mentioned before, just to wrap up Bushbeat this morning, uh, this, makes this week's TAB meetings, uh, the Cairns tab meeting scheduled for today, transferred to Monday. This is due to temperatures. Thursday, we have the Townsville TAB meeting. Uh, Saturday, Rockhampton, St. Patrick's Day race club tab meeting that Tony alluded to, the non-tab meetings at Bar Alden, Bundaberg, Murrumbah, Mount Isa and Wondowan Cup meeting and Sunday the Ingham meeting transferred from last Saturday and um, if you've got any news coming out of those email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au where I better go back and keep doing a bit of work this morning um, Steve and uh, if you've missed the show this morning you want to hear a repeat of it and particularly the interview with Liv O'Donnell with her wins on the weekend um, just go to On The Bit Racing Australia it will be up uh, after lunch I imagine uh, for the Wooshka link so uh, great to be able to bring that country news this morning Steve good morning to you good morning to listeners